guys, welcome to another episode of Turning 30. Uh, today, I invited um, a very special guest, Jay, uh, who is from Japan. Actually, we met uh, we met online, right? We I guess we met online, right? I forgot how we met each yeah. other. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 online. So we just followed each other on Instagram, and uh, we just um, replied each other's story sometimes. And um, I don't know when we started talking and when we start having conversations. Anyways, so I will leave the chance to you to uh, introduce yourself a little bit. To my lovely audience. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Rose, for having me tonight. Um, dear audience uh, of Rose uh, podcast, my name is Jay. Um, I'm uh, ethnically Kazakh, but I live in Japan, so I am a Japanese now. Like, say, Japanese citizenship. I have Japanese citizenship. And then and i was i was born in altai probably some of you uh, you know this place and then what else should i tell like that's I, that's all about me yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's a very brief introduction <laughs> very brief and uh street yeah so you you said you born in altai right as i know altai is a place that uh mostly ethnically Kazakh live in, right? Compared yes. to the place that I born and grow up. Mm -hmm. Because... Um, yeah. I think so. You said, you just mentioned that you were born in Mongol Korea, right? So yeah. I also want to like a little bit about your background and your hometown, if if, if I can ask. Oh, yeah, question. yeah, sure. I born in... A, I born in a small town called uh, Mongol Korea, and uh, yeah, as you heard, Mongol it's like Mongol, like like ethnic Mongol, and um, I I haven't had the chance to like uh, understand them how they named the town as Mongol Korea, but as it named basically, uh, this is a place in like historical time uh lived a lot of mongol people so mm -hmm. it just naturally become mongol korea afterwards and uh oh, yeah. did you know what the meaning of altai <clears throat> altai um no i don't know i'm sorry please guess it i give a chance um altai you know like Altai, um, it reminds me of the the mountain called Altai. If there is any mountain <laughs> called Altai, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry for my ignorance. Makes sense. Make a lot of sense, right? Altai in Kazakh it's uh, like six months, right? So, mm -hmm. but the actually oh, Altai yes. is yes, you know Altai. that? Yeah, Altai. No, no, no. Altai, like in Kazakh, like six months. Yeah, but I don't know the deep meaning of it so please continue right so 
So like some people interpret it as like uh, six months of winter, six months of summer. So that's called Altai. But uh, uh, but uh, I think uh, most of scientists, let's say the, I mean, historians, they say it's actually from Mongolian language. Mm -hmm. Say Altai means uh, like mountain of gold. Mm -hmm. So in, Chan, in Chinese, let's say. So Altai is actually is, a, is also a Mongolian name. So we, we share something. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that Altai means the uh, uh, golden of gold, gold mountain. Yeah, gold mountain. Gold. Yeah, but yeah. I, I guess but that we do of the main a thing. lot of gold. Actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I I mean I guess half of the main uh guess it right like half of the meaning it it's really to mountain. Yes. Yes. You you guess the mountain part. <laughs> I guess yeah so I feel like I feel like you you know you know a lot regarding the Kazakh like I don't know culture um, because of the name like Altai you you know the background uh I mean is it because of that you uh studied in Kazakh school well I'm I mean uh that that probably is partially is, but I think uh, another part is actually I, uh, I mean in in recent couple of years, let's say I really have a great interest in to, like you know know more about Kazakh culture, mm -hmm. because just between let's say I did uh, study in a Kazakh elementary school like mm -hmm. for six years, mm -hmm. and later I moved to uh, like Chinese school let's say, and then all the way down here and I go abroad and then you say so I think of more more than half of my life is like <laughs> not in Altai <laughs> so. but but it is super cool for me because um for my personal experience I basically uh grew up in kind of Chinese speaking environment I never had the chance to go to uh like Kazakh school we said to maybe properly have this Kazakh education, even though that's my mom and she used to work in Kazakh schools to teach uh, those ethnic Kazakh Chinese language. So uh, my all my Kazakh culture, like all my uh, awareness of Kazakh culture is actually from my mom and dad, that's all. And uh, uh, since I moved to Kazakhstan, I have I have the chance to uh read really like Kazakh story, Kazakh history. So that is pretty pretty cool. No, that's interesting. So by the way, how many years you've been here in, in Kazakhstan so far? Uh it's almost uh, four years so far. Almost four years. That's, that's yeah. pretty yeah. Yeah, that, Good. that's Good quite point, a yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite a lot, and uh, I I still cannot speak like super fluent Kazakh language. Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, but you speak, I mean, probably, I mean, I'm just I'm just joking. But you speak good Mongolian <laughs> because you're from. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I never showed that. Probably, yeah. But um, I mean, in terms of the daily and the basic conversation, I have no problem. But in terms of, uh, like academic maybe a literature 
I I have like huge problem because I don't understand the specific academic words and I, I neither can use them in daily life. I see. So, I mean, in your school now, I believe you're now studying Kazakhstan. So do you use actually Kazakh textbooks or it's in Russia or English? Like, do you find like the difficulties um, when you're... Well, this is this is the interesting part because I came here uh, for my master's degree and uh, I went to a university where completely talk, uh, taught in English. Wow, that's like pretty advanced yeah i mean it's pretty like yeah yeah fancy. so yeah pretty fancy um like it sound and uh, i i yes i don't have i don't have the chance to learn any let's see kazakh culture um in university and uh, yeah that's pretty sad <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking again but again you're jumping from mongolian to english now <laughs> to explore myself more <laughs> yeah so okay. um uh, uh, you said you uh you moved to japan after your your university life like when when did you move to japan after my graduation like uh not under i i studied uh, like seven master. years plus yeah, yeah, master, after my master's, yeah. Degree. Wow, wow, that's pretty so, impressive. So, no, why, 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 why you moved to Japan, and why did you choose Japan, and why you move? I'm so curious. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 also interesting for myself to be actually. I mean, uh, well, like, you just you know, uh, you just want to explore, right? It's mm-hmm. the best of your age after your graduation and you want to know about other country and then and actually uh my company my current company the uh their hrs you know human resource mm-hmm. department they actually my school for hiring students and then i mean it's just i just like out of my interest i mean it's curiosity i mm-hmm. i uh submitted my resume and then say do you want to have a like interview with us or do you want to give a test? And then I, I went through all the procedure mm-hmm. and then they, I, I give interview and they provided me a free, like, like, uh, you know, the, the flight ticket, let's say. Oh yeah. And all the hotel and blah, blah for just for the interview. So I was pretty happy about that. And then I, I came to Japan, I gave the interview and then, they gave me the offer so i was like oh why not <laughs> so oh, yeah. sorry to interrupt the, but sorry. um but was this interview uh conducted by in chinese language oh, i'm sorry in japanese language or chinese or english english only yeah english oh, only english i was only. in english so you didn't know you didn't know japanese at all at that time no, no, no. Because I mean, uh, I didn't know Japanese at all. But for me, it's really, it's really like mind blowing. Because if you if you are going to Japan, at least you have to know the the basic conversation, right? But without like without knowing this language, like how this company uh, hired you as their employee. 
That's a good question. So, I mean, it's twofold. One is like they actually, they in, in the first couple of months, they gave us uh, some training, let's say. Mm -hmm. So after that, we have to go to the Japanese school, like for learning the basics. Wow. And then secondly, I think they also wanted some like international talents, uh, in, like global, I mean, like um, students to come to their company, sort mm -hmm. of, you know, because I mean, Japan is still pretty, I mean, they uh, probably you can talk this topic later, but um, they want more language centralized. <laughs> <laughs> like new ideas and then that was their needs too. So they sort of, I mean, didn't have a very uh, strict a requirement for my uh, Japanese proficiency. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and uh, what wh what about now? If you compare now, no, for sure I do speak. I mean, I, I guess it's fluent Japanese, but I think it's. I mean, I'm okay. I don't. I can write. I can speak and work. I mean, of course, you have been living in Japan for how many years? Six, seven years. Oh my goodness, six, seven years. Right. It's almost yeah. there. See, yeah. see, obviously you 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 are you are a local now. Yeah, I'm a more of a local now. Yeah. But uh like the comparison that I want to uh you to like elaborate a little more is about the uh let's say recruitment market. Because you said before, like a couple years ago, you don't need any this kind of proficiency, Japanese proficiency. But uh, what about now? I guess now, mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess now you need to be, you need to be uh, knowing Japanese language to get a job. Mm. So I can tell you two two things. One is like uh at that time, like back in six seven years ago, mm. I mean in China was pretty loose and losing loose, let's say, about their sending their talents to overseas. So mm. but nowadays they're more probably more strict. So they don't tend to send their talents to overseas. I mean they I mean at that time like HRs of uh, other countries, even European companies or Japanese company they can easily access to local universities mm. to have such a interview or you know the, the hiring mm. procedure mm. but now China obviously control this procedure I don't know you know like mm. things get strict stricter later you know recent years so that was not a thing so I believe um, not many Japanese or European companies are sending their HRs to like you know like uh, the hiring directly from the on-site like hiring mm. a second point is that uh if you're talking about should you have to be speak very good uh, japanese to be working in japan my mm -hmm. answer would be yes yeah um because my company situation was pretty special probably it's like um and they they are a japanese company but they they, they wanted to be a global company so that's why they have a, such needs mm -hmm. but uh most of the Japanese company, I would say ninety-five percent. I think uh, still you have to be like able to speak in Japanese. So um, I mean, uh, yes, I, I think, but still you have some companies. If you are, it's pure like uh, American company, where I don't know, like five percent of like probably you don't have to speak in Japanese. Yeah, mm. that's the situation. 
Okay, and uh, maybe you have to be lucky enough to be hired in those company that you you don't need to speak Japanese, right? And but for your case, I think the the first like first of all, of course you are you are intelligent, you are smart, and uh, and that is why that is why this come on that is why this company like uh, value you. And the second of all, as you said, because uh at that time uh the policy was uh loose enough to maybe hire the local chinese people to internationalize those foreign company to be more interna internationalized so mm -hmm. yeah that's, that that was pretty cool and um yeah pretty exciting journey and yeah. uh, I I want to know how do you like Japan in general? How do I like Japan? Okay, in general, um, I think I like Japan in general. Let's say, mm -hmm. but uh, if I if I try to be picky a little bit, then obviously there is no perfect place. Like there is no perfect uh, human beings on on, mm -hmm. on Earth. But I would say I like Japan generally. Yeah, but uh, yeah. If you want to ask more about the uh, and the, <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you compare compare yourself uh like a couple of years ago and now? Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 good question. Um, how do I compare? I think I've I've learned a lot because I mean, uh, I mean, it's I mean I I don't know if should I have to really like politically correct here but to be honest when you are back in china it's like uh all the information are sort of like you are given mm -hmm. so you have no chance to have really no chance to explore right right mm -hmm. all the information is just it's just 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 keep feeding you from the like from elementary to your like university like whole 20 years right mm -hmm. and then but uh but Coming to Japan gave me a chance to rethink of all those information. I think it was really, it was really challenging, and it's a really tough experience for me because you have to face all, you have to really to sort of digest again, you know, and learn again. So that was, but again, end of the day, I think it's a plus point. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I really think it's really different from being me now and back in that time. Mm -hmm. So I think I have a better understanding of the. I mean, a global situation or what of history. I don't know. I have better um knowledge. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, probably I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, um, I've learned a lot of good things from Japan. I mean, Japanese people. Yeah, they tend to be polite, and uh, probably I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty rude. <laughs> I, no, no. I, I can I cannot see that I cannot see that. No, no, I, I can be pretty rude sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, um, what else? I think he has some like uh, character characters like uh, probably unconsciously it's changing. Even I I didn't really realize it myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we we just um talked a little bit about the comparison that you uh went to Japan, uh the first time and uh, now as a local as as um like having the new identity 
so I also wonder part resonate to you and uh, the part you want it uh, to be changed for better or improved while you're living in Japan. I, mean, I see my, uh, okay. So, um, well, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, if, as, a, as a person, I probably, I, I probably share the same with, with me. Like after you move to Kazakhstan, you have a, like probably some downside of it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's sure. not always like, you know, I've learned a lot here. So mm -hmm. I have, I mean, like relatively stable job. And then I have a like time, like, because my hobby is like reading. So you can see my. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like, you have a lot of books. <laughs> So I, that's the like uh, the most because like back in the in China, let's say when you're a student, you don't have that much time to really. You just want to like give the test exam, you know, but mm -hmm. you don't have like um, freedom to choose which books to read. So I think this is really is some the, the biggest improvement in my life is I had a better choice of books. Mm -hmm. So I yeah so and then. And for sure, Japanese language, which actually mm -hmm. also opened me another door or window for another, like, um, like uh, I have another, like, a vision to see the how world. this world functions, yeah. So, and then, obviously, I also try to observe them, you know, and what their life uh, philosophy, what their traditions, what their bad side or good side and it also gave me some idea and then what else of course i i i, I like traveling and then i did travel a lot of places in, in 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 japan it's really beautiful places i spent good time with my friend it was really good experiences there so i think it was really was good good uh, memory for me now and then sorry so back back to your question you you said you want to know what is the changes or what was what, what uh, was yeah, the part like uh, living in Japan, the part that you feel like it could be changed for better, and uh, what for is better, the part? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for better, it's all about self growth, isn't it? It's uh, it's more more. I think more or less, I would say it's more about my spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. I can say say it here because. Of course, it's it's your experience because it's very new to you, and you don't speak. I the very first time I don't speak really good Japanese, and then for sure you don't understand what they're talking about when you are even having a meeting. <laughs> so, and then and you have to so many difficulties you have to really fix, and then I mean to to face with. Mm -hmm. So you learn how to communicate with the strangers, and you learn how to adapt to new uh, environment. Mm -hmm. I mean to be honest, my life so far is like always like a nomadic Kazakh. I mean, I'm I'm moving from one place to another, so I think I have very good adaptability to new mm -hmm. environments. So I don't really mm -hmm. feel it's uh, very difficult for me to move around. But probably mentally, probably I want to really, really to stick to some place. Probably I'm I'm, I'm old. No, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but but again, yeah, it was uh like yeah, and then again, what else? I think. Uh, during my work, of course, mm -hmm. you uh, you have some chance for business trips, and mm -hmm. you know how to talk to your customer, have a better understanding of your products, and, and mm -hmm. you know you sort of deepen your own skills and this mm -hmm. and that. 
I think is also the plus point. I it's living in here. I probably if it's it's not really doesn't matter you probably where, but in Japan it gives me um um and and another thing is like that's pretty interesting point is like you know Japan has experienced the growth like their economic growth back in eighties uh, or seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. So experience that we can learn, and then you know it was. I mean, probably this is not. I I don't I, I don't know if you have it, like information about their in Japan. Probably we can talk later. But um, so when I try to read their history, I can also learn a lot, and then you know how a nation can rise and down and you know, all things. So yeah, so I think it's all about experience, mm-hmm. really giving me classes, and then yeah, so it's all about experience. Yeah, my answer. Yeah. Wow, that is really cool because uh, you know, in a macro way. Like the people, I I don't uh, I don't mean like all the people who live in Japan, but most of the people, uh, as are, as far as I know from like the documentary, from the movie, from um, other person's perspective, they seem like very frustrated because uh, once I saw a documentary that the people who live in japan only know how to work like they constantly work they constantly work yeah like work 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 and then they die so they don't have <laughs> yeah this is, this is, this is the karoshi. it's like a term for a terminological <laughs> karoshi yeah. <laughs> yeah like this is this is the documentary delivered the message at the end like people just work and die they they don't have the I don't know if they have the desire to enjoy their life, like except working. So, mm-hmm. but but from your life, I feel it is very, uh, it is very colorful. I mean, it, well, I mean, I can also t- I, I, because you didn't ask me that part. You also <laughs> said the better part earlier, right? So I'm not <laughs> okay. I don't mind if you mention like the 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 struggle parts or the worst parts of your living, but if you want, you can maybe share a little bit. Right, right. That's that's good. I mean, even say I'm more I'm more as Japanese, right? But again, I really want to be let's say be 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 objective uh, as I, as much as i can mm-hmm. um for i mean uh, the dark side or the downside of japan i think the documentary you saw is actually was it was true to be mm-hmm. honest like um people here really tend to work hard mm-hmm. and and like overworking they have the the karoshi thing i mean they work too much and then and i can give you some examples for example i mean the uh it's it's uh, uh it's very very difficult uh, topic but um in japan let's say this is mm-hmm. island country mm-hmm. so culturally they're, they're very homogeneous i mean they're mm-hmm. very the one almost one uh, waminzoku they say waminzoku mm-hmm. is like a one ethnic mm-hmm. and they have some Ainu which is live who live in hokkaido this north part of uh, japan Mm-hmm. and some Okinawa but it's just mostly like probably 90% 90, probably 95% of the Japanese are waminzoku which means waminzu in Chinese mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's only one nation one nation yes only, only ethnicity so that means they have to keep sort of 
distance, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just, it's too, um, you know. Can, can so we say it is? You have the pressure, social pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. So please don't. Mm. No, you, you can't. You, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. So that this actually is the very first reason how the Japanese culture shaped so far. Mm-hmm. You know? So because they, they sort of lack of the, because they lack of such a diversity, they have to put so many rules to keep this society function or keep the society like not like fighting each other, right? Fighting mm-hmm. within. So they have so many rules they have to follow. And then, and then, you know, so they sort of lose the um, self, oneself. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. cannot say, I am this. They, so they all, they want all the people to be the same. Uh, you see you know what I mean? Yes. So, so even your, yes. Can so I? The working culture. No, no, can, please, I, please. can I see? This is, this is like, uh, this is like similar culture uh with like china china korea it's very very it's a very actually this tradition is probably is um shared very shared because they um i can also elaborate more about their culture background and this their working culture deeply rooted is such culture you cannot say i am different so you have to obey whatever the the heart condition that you're like job provider give you you have to work for like 12 hours a day and like probably yeah and then so and this is one one side and second thing is like if it's if you back in like a couple of thousands of years ago and then these they adopted uh chinese character from china and together with their confucius thought confucius is like uh you know it's so it's sort of a it's not it's sort of a philosophy but it's more used by the emperor emperor mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. control their people say oh you because you, you wife have to obey their husband children have to obey their elder and blah blah they have this all the like a very strict uh you know sort of order mm-hmm. so it really was beneficial for the emperor to control mm-hmm. their people i mean morally probably i i i do agree with that they have good sides of uh, such um Confucius, but I mean, again, if you come to the society point of view, I would say it's very toxic culture because you 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 can never you can never be different from each other, you know. Yes. So about the two reasons I have mentioned, so I would say, and uh, the doc- documentary to mention that the the working culture probably is very toxic in Japan. I think it's getting better especially after corona pandemic mm-hmm. but still they, they because this cultural thing is like thousands of years of uh, background or mm-hmm. history so mm-hmm. it's not easy for them to even the some people probably have already realized they have a change to adapt to globalization or this and that mm-hmm. uh, you know but again it takes time for them to change their mindset so mm-hmm. yeah of course i think this type of culture already embedded in their life like from generations to generations so yeah it's definitely gonna need some time to like pivot the whole uh mindset um and uh, i think um now more and more uh foreigners they they are coming to japan uh even though they need to pass some certain japanese courses to 
to be able to communicate or work in Japan. But I think this is a good sign to maybe not be so centralized or maybe not be so uh, like connect to the one nation uh, mindset mm-hmm. as you mentioned before. So mm-hmm. I guess this is a good sign. Yeah, well. Uh, sir, please. I, I mean, um, I can... I want to add a, a, a point is like to my previous previous uh, statement like mm-hmm. actually to be uh be such a like uh I mean losing oneself let's say being such a unit united nation actually it has a plus point because I just forgot to mention that um, because Japan is uh like they have many volcanic uh like a many natural disasters you have tsunami you know you mm-hmm. have a kazan you know yeah the, yeah thing. And, and the earthquakes happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I assume this is another reason. Plus the culture, like aspect I've mentioned, they they have to be like really united, and mm-hmm. they they have to function like very quick to to respond to this natural disaster. That's why they have shaped this culture. But again, to to the point, your second point of talking to like you just mentioned that if. Um, the more foreign people come to Japan can really change their mindset or to help them to sort of, you know, adapt more uh, modern society. I think um, I, I'm a very plus and the minus, I mean, pretty neutral okay. <laughs> position because, I mean, attitude, because the first thing is the the, the Japanese com- government is strictly controlling the number mm-hmm. of uh, it, immigrants or mm-hmm. you know they, they they don't want many foreigners to come to japan in the first place so they can also showcase their pretty conservative uh, policy foreign mm-hmm. policy mm-hmm. and second point is like uh even the foreigner come to japan they always want you to be able to speak in japan or or at least to sort of follow that local tradition local like, in manners you know Mm-hmm. So from these two aspects, you know, it's still like I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, doubt if the, <laughs> unless they in the future young generation or young, I mean, policy makers, they if they change their mind, probably it can change situation. But now I would say it's a, it's pretty tough uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know they always have this uh, very strict um, immigration policy. Uh, because uh, like I have a uh, uh, like uh, one favorite YouTubers of mine. Uh, he's actually a gamer. I don't know if he if you happen to know him. Uh, he he is PewDiePie. So I no. guess uh, he's the the second guy who has the most followers on YouTube. So maybe you can I don't know Google a little bit. Takashi from Japan. Some no, Japanese. no, no. He he he's foreign. Yes, he's Swedish. He's Sweden. So he uh-huh. he really loved Japan and its culture, and he managed. I probably. To... Um, I see. Yeah, yeah, and he managed to move to Japan for years, like for years, literally years, and uh, he is kind of the most successful YouTubers. Uh, I mean obviously he he may have money and power like we said like like we assumed but 
he managed so many I'm years. <laughs> yeah. Is he happy? <laughs> I I don't think he he is More happy questions. during this procedure. But like after years of trying, he finally moved to Japan. So I know how how strict it is to mm. I guess immigrate to Japan. And uh, mm. secondly, I mean. Uh, the impact or the influence of foreigners to Japan, uh, is it small or big? I guess uh, time will tell because uh, you cannot ignore the influence uh, from the foreigners, even though they they are kind of uh, they are kind of. Uh, not forced, but they have to speak and learn Japan Japanese. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, like the local maybe have the chance to learn their mindset because mm-hmm. I feel like it's mm-hmm. very different. So if you if the local locals happen to maybe socialize or make friends with these foreigners, they have the chance to know their mindset. And years by years, maybe they could learn something from these foreigners, right? And after mm. after a certain amount of accumulation, then there's there's there must be something changed, even if it's very minor, like very tiny, but it has its influence, right? So I'm not. I mean, what if I'm, I'm just. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm probably joking and I'm serious. Probably, what if the foreigners who came to Japan got depressed and then live, left Japan, let's say. Yeah. Or even. Course, I uh, mean, they might become Japanese. I mean, in in code. So. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Okay. So okay, then I can ask you a question. Do you feel yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel feel yourself more like a Kazakh or more like a Japanese? Wow, yes, identity question, right? I mean, uh, I, 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 to be honest, I think it's most, or actually, ninety percent of the foreigners make this mistake. They try to be blend into the local cultural people, but uh, you cannot never really be part of them i mean i probably this i mean my japanese friends also listen to this podcast i'm sorry guys but uh, <laughs> i love you yeah i also dated japanese but um again uh i mean it's even japanese people themselves are such a lowly nation you know even mm-hmm. they don't they are lonely themselves. How come you foreigner and become a part of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a very strange culture, country to understand at the first sight or in the first couple of years. I didn't got their, like, characteristics. What how, What is the logic behind them, you know? Mm-hmm. Even now, I don't get it. That's probably is why most foreigners are really want to know more about Japanese uh, literature or their manga or their because they're so mystic there because no one really can get it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> how come such a nation they such a their their street is so beautiful clean knitted they're so polite yet people are so depressed mm-hmm. how come you know so I mean it's it's very 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 um you, you really have to see the Japan from like historical or mm-hmm. 
many vectors you have to really to sort of you know search the story from the very beginning what's what's really happening to uh modern japan and then you know for example i just give you an example you know i'm I'm pretty against this thing but again i mean you know they uh like two years ago they they developed or and promoted uh so you know just like um a restaurant designed mm-hmm. for only one person to eat yeah this yeah this is this I was is like, what the <laughs> like we should encourage people to date and married and give birth to children i mean you're promoting this thing you know so i mean there's well, many yeah. things it also happens you know? it also happens in korea and maybe also in china yeah i mean it's and I, I as, understand. I mean, as they yeah. as they promoted, it's good for the people who who are afraid to uh, socialize, who are afraid to mm. uh, make friends. But I guess there are. I don't know. I am very, I'm very doubtable, and I'm I'm so like. I can't even see neutral in terms of the this subject because uh, you can count a number of downsides and a number of like bright sides. I think uh, obviously it's a business promotion. I would say if you, I mean, it's uh, I mean, even China or Korea or at least uh, Japan, we can like, call them together as Confucius countries, right? Yes. They. Uh, they share a very similar like mindset, but mm-hmm. um, again, they are very much capitalized countries, which mm-hmm. means whenever do a business, uh, the very first thing you consider is if it's your business Money. profit it's or profitable. not. Yeah? So, yes, so they, I believe these uh, restaurant owners never thought about the their the future of country or the cultural thing. They just want to. As long as okay, there are so many people who are pre- so lonely and you don't want to meet with people. They just want to eat, like himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Let's do this business. You know, I think it's pure. I mean, it's uh, pure. I mean, out of this con- business concept. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, again, when you, when, you, when you prove these things, when you like as a government, when you prove these businesses, I think you should have some sort of filters. You know, you just I mean, this um. This is very interesting to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like let's back to our identity, like talk because we jump too much. Yeah, so from the identity, like you said, you can never change your identity, right? Even though, like like we said, you or those foreigners, they can they come to Japan and um, finally, as you said, become a Japanese, but uh deep inside their roots never changed mm-hmm. right yeah and i think again japan should like really kept try to like i mean try to, i mean uh i mean how to say try to promote diversity i think probably it's really japan is also doing probably mm-hmm. and if you ask all the foreigners to be like really really japanese and what's the point right so yeah. Yeah, I agree with your point. Like, uh, I mean, identity thing is like it's. All, I I would say it's a pretty recent thing. Mm-hmm. I, I even like probably before pandemic, I don't really think 
see that many people are like sort of thinking who they are about their language, ethnicity, and this and that. But um, after pandemic, everyone sort of start thinking this question, don't we? So, yeah. but I think I agree with your point, like in Japan, yeah, you know, that they should promote uh, diversity more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And then, as you said, really, like you cannot never change one's mindset, but. But to be honest, again, before pandemic, I would say again, Japan was, still was strict. Like you know, the if you don't act like, I mean, it, it, if it's a, it's uh, so difficult. I mean, uh, and they call it like they don't use it more now. They call it aizin, which is like a sort of if you uh, translate into English it, in a direct, it's like outsider. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, I mean a. For foreigner, probably we don't really take it as much as a deep word mm-hmm. before, for sure, for, for most of foreigners. But um, again, for themselves, they also really want to separate you from their community. So I think they they were pretty conservative. But recent years, I see a lot of changes and I see changes, uh, especially the, the young generation. I think they are more open-minded. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I think that is great. I mean, you... You you are living in Japan now, and you can obviously see those changes for maybe for better or for worse, and uh, give your own opinion. But um, I believe if uh, if a like if a country, uh, oh yeah, back into like uh, if I speak about the country and about the immigra- uh, immigration policy like we mentioned before i forgot to ask you a question about this immigration stuff i mean we know uh we know that chinese Jap- Jap- oh, china japan and korea they are facing this huge uh problem with the uh how to say aging population, population aging. yeah so um even though like japanese japanese is the worst or who who's the worst who has the most like the worst crisis in terms of japan. <laughs> yeah. japan. see this is kind of like a paradox like they they are they have the worst case uh within like among these countries but they still have the most strict rule Yes, 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 yes. So I mean, this is you got the point. Yeah, pretty ridiculous to some point, right? I think I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. So I guess you know they... the young generation. Myself, to be honest, I work in Japan, and most of my taxes just go to feed those elder people. I mean, I'm I'm from a human human perspective. I mean, I love elder people. I want to contribute Japan for sure to my country. But again, you know, just think about most of your savings got go to serving other people and young people are struggling with the like realities such as buying a house and car and this yeah it can be devastating for the future yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah so it can be changed maybe it can be um yeah it can be changed for better i guess the government sorry did you did you saw the news just happened in france like uh they have a the algerian uh, i don't know immigrants who got sort of they just I don't know. I I don't know. Should they call it a riot? It's not a riot. Let's say it's probably just a. You didn't saw the news, probably. No, no, I didn't. Okay. 
I mean, probably, I mean, in, in Europe or German or France, in European countries, they very up there for really as, I mean, they probably they are a religious country. I'm not saying they're a religious country. Oh, sorry. I don't know. They, they sort of have this sort of mindset that they should have more, um, like kind uh, policy to those, uh, immigrants, right? So they adopt, I mean, they, they, they have many immigrants from the North African countries or Syria, the places mm -hmm. where happening war. And then mm -hmm. seems to be having a lot of trouble or problems back yes. in their country. Of course. So, you know, so the Japanese, like, uh, attitude is like, see what's happening in Europe. Mm -hmm. That is why we're strict. That's the sort of the excuse for them to make. I mean, it probably makes sense to, to some point, but again... Uh, if you're too strict, it's again. Uh, I mean, it's not good for 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 young generation. Yeah. yeah. So there, there must be have having some uh, neutral or or like mind policy regarding immigrate immigration, right? So you cannot be too strict. You cannot be uh go too far and you know, far beyond it, like. I don't know limitation. Uh, I think you can you can I don't know generate a way to satisfy. Oh, okay. I want to say like satisfy all the people, but you cannot satisfy all the people always. Mm. Right. The thing is, like we're talking like we're probably we're we're talking a little bit too much politics, but again, <laughs> I think it's a very important question. Actually, we're discussing about. You know, the, I think at the end of the day, it's all about who are the policymakers. If you see the parliaments, I mean, in, in the, the the Japanese government, most of them are elder men, elderly men, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can easily imagine what kind of results or decisions they, they make. Yeah. You know, it's placed in very harsh and then because they're too old, yeah. most of them are 60 plus and 50 plus and conservative and they are men and so i mean if you so i think it's uh, if you talk when we talk about one nation's policy it's all about who are the policy makers so if you so i think it's i mean the the, the the role of a woman in japan i would say it's also lagging behind if you compare with other countries so i think probably it's another reason why they have such strict uh immigration policy yeah mm -hmm. that's my understanding I see. That is that is really interesting to discuss about. But you know, this is like the very casual podcast, so we just we just <laughs> leave the politics. We're, we're going too deep. <laughs> yeah, we're going too deep. It's not supposed to discuss these very kind of serious topic. But never That's mind. You ask. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just curious, you know. I was just curious. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's again. I think it's. Uh, we should change our mindset too. It's never say it's all about the the, the policymakers or the politicians. Where I think it's we are like human beings. Each mm -hmm. of us have uh, the rights to talk about. You know. Yeah, sure. It's, it, I don't yeah, think sure. it's an issue. Yeah, and it's probably it's uh, probably can give your audience a better understanding of of uh, situation in Japan. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you are you are right, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was really interesting, and it was really like, how to say, very controversial 
like like every single topic regarding the politics it, it's really like controversial and uh, of course it's yeah. interesting but i also want to know that um uh how do you see this lgbtq in japan because i know huh. it, it is <laughs> yeah, it is it yeah. is it is not it, it's kind of like a conservative com- community in japan Mm-hmm. Okay. So actually, uh, actually, it's also you're. I, it seems to me you are also continuing the topic that we have just mentioned because of the policy makers in Japan are uh, mostly elderly men. Obviously, mm-hmm. they they will make very conservative decisions uh, if we should if if you'd be really be open to LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. But the good news is like um um they say a torokuse in Japanese torokuse like you can register. Mm-hmm. So most of the there's a more than forty prefecture in Japan, mm-hmm. so most of the prefecture you can register as a couple, but it's not uh, it's not the uh, uh, I mean it's not legally it's not legalized or yeah the same level with the like uh, hetero like uh, sex uh, mm-hmm. like marriage couple, mm-hmm. so so that's why I mean in each year. In Tokyo and Osaka, they have the the Rainbow Pride, and I think mm-hmm. they, yeah, they also have yeah. this. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, yeah, and they also there are many lawyers who are from the LGBTQ community who are fighting for these rights. Wow. So I think hopefully, um, in the coming five years, my guess, my best guess, they're gonna approve this legally, hopefully, mm-hmm. Japan mm-hmm. because. They are one of the G seven country, G seven. All the G, other G six. I mean, six countries are like re- already proved the the LGBTQ like uh, mm-hmm. marriage, and even if you talk about the um, Asian countries, Taiwan already proved this. Yeah, I'm so glad. Years, so they did it. Yeah, so I don't see the reason why Japan, <laughs> right? So I mean, I I, I think I'm pretty positive Let's about Japan. Policy makers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but again, LGBTQ is a little bit different from the woman's role. As if it's different from the feminism cultural thing. I think it's about know your perspective about uh, LGBTQ, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more uh, with the comparison of uh, feminism, because I know uh, we both are interested and uh, i i won't say obsessed but we kind of uh want to develop this like feminism into uh kind of our life i would say and our growth our development so i wonder how do you think of this yeah so i think i just can <clears throat> it just uh i mean if I try to continue my previous uh, answer to you on LGBTQ, I think it's gonna coming sooner or later. Pro- I mean, sooner, hopefully, let's say in in coming five years, because as I've said, I mean, culturally speaking, Japan is very tradition like Confucius country, right? That means like women really have to stay at home, and then you know, like sort of men have to work outside and sort of tradition really kept for very long years and it really i mean it probably worked for 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 some of 
era for, for their time, probably. Because in back in Asian time, like, men have to fight, right? So I'm not really, I mean, extremely ready to say, um, saying, um, like, feminism is not good, but along with the development all of the, of the, of the, I mean, the, the human nature, or let's say, along with the history development, I can see something, there's something ongoing trend. If I have to mention two things, what is happening, what's, what's, what's happening in 21st century, I would mention two keywords for you here. The very first keyword that's probably it's not really uh, irrelevant to your question but i would say it's you know, decolonization because in 20th century it was really dark time of our history like you know so the i mean it was really many wars happened world war one world war two and da 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 so decolonization is as ongoing like a uh, phenomenon happening in 21st century the second thing is the feminism so feminism is, I think it has a like longer history background compared with the decolonization. And I think 21st century is for no matter which the country you're from, no matter which culture background you're from, now you have to face that the issues of equality between men and women, they have to really come together. I mean, to keep a balance, right? So... No, I have just mentioned the background. When we talk about the Japan, they will, my best guess again, they will approve legalization of the LGBTQ community to get married, hopefully in the next five years, right? So now it's 2023, I believe in 20, before 2028, 20, hopefully they're going to approve this law. But uh unfortunately i don't think they will be i mean improve the the women's like role or i don't know the the, the i mean and the feminism is still sort of um <laughs> um difficult concept to promote in japan because it has a uh, i mean um i mean another another reason for this is like um japan is a very interesting country as i have mentioned you can never really get what they're really thinking what they probably themselves even understand their own culture too because talking about the sex you know sex you know mm -hmm. so i mean um they have a different understanding of sex uh probably it's uh separated from marriage i don't know i mean they they this i mean they they have i believe i mean uh, the, the the most of japanese are pretty the moral to 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 be you know like i don't know they don't they don't hook up other i mean it's i mean it's it's another topic but again um talking about the sex i don't know if they had influence from buddhism or other religious thinking somehow they have some sort of uh extreme openness to sex you know it's very interesting right yeah i know they're so, so, like their pornographic uh, industry is very developed yeah 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 they somehow you know if you you can be a prostitute legally in japan mm -hmm. in a very interesting so i mean um and but again uh if you i mean you can be a legal prostitute but I mean, and uh, in the, the secondary <laughs> interesting point is like, you know, you can serve your customer, but you cannot have real sex. 
you know. Mm. I, I can't really... believe you're a dick on my part, right? That means you cannot have those two uh, sexual organs to touch each other. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can't do anything. You can kiss or hug, I don't know. So, I mean, these these very uh, complex, uh, I mean, rules, decisions in their laws, it's... <laughs> It's very complicated, but again, I mean, my point is talking about LGBTQ. I believe majority of the Japan, even including the Japanese government, having a misunderstanding towards this community. I mean, I mean, in in court, we're luckily gonna prove this law soon, but unfortunately, because they are misunderstanding LGBTQ as a sort of a sex-oriented uh, uh, community. Mm-hmm. You know, you got what I mean? Yeah. But, but internationally, in Western country, or like myself as a Kazakh, we believe, which is a human right. Love is not about sex. Love is about, we. it's not about women or men. Or, it's about love. It's about human rights. But somehow, in some part of Japanese interpretation of LGBTQ, is sort of, you have a, unique sex orientation so i mean it's i feel we feel sorry for this misunderstanding and then again we're also happy they're gonna take us this special part because since they take sex a bit easier than feminism and this is a very deep topic i'm sorry if you don't understand me it's okay i can explain you more so that's why they're gonna prove the lgbtq laws like probably sooner, but they can never really help women to realize how important they are, how equal they are with the men are. You know, I'm not sure if I'm yeah, 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 yeah. myself understood. Well, so, but uh, that's yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's so, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting. Uh, as as far as I understand, so LGBTQ this community mm-hmm. can be approved uh like in terms of in terms of um legis- legislation let's see but uh yeah. the right for women to be equalized with men it will take longer time Probably 100 years <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i think this is uh, this is the common situation all over the world Maybe it's better in European countries. No, I don't but... think so. Really? Because some country, like religious countries, like like a Middle Eastern country, I don't think they will never. I don't think they will ever approve LGBTQ. But again, probably uh, that the families. Yeah, I mean, probably it's the same logic again. I agree with you now. Probably mm-hmm. feminism take if if the LGBTQ take uh, fifty to like hundred years feminism like uh, equality of men and women probably take 200 and yeah more, uh, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> more, more, yeah. So, so it's like the, the similar situation around the world but uh, it's interesting to talk about this concept because uh, you know I am living in um, Kazakhstan now and um, uh, you know that LGBTQ community uh, it's it's kind of like an underground community now, you know? But I, I could say it, it's getting better because people realize this is their right. They protest. They 
they just uh, they just uh, speak uh, for themselves. So it's getting better compared to maybe several years ago, but still, still a big problem here. So mm-hmm. you know, especially in this very conservative country, uh, they don't really appreciate this group, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they talk very, I don't know, talk very bad and dirty and impolite about this community. And I feel really sad uh, because, you know, in general, we are all human. Like they need to, they need to get their right to be a human being. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So this is really... Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, but uh, please, please, yeah. I mean, it's really tough, but you know, I'm I'm so I'm I'm also like moved and t- touched by the people who are still like uh, getting on the street, uh, protesting, and uh, speak speaking uh speaking themselves on the street, uh even in. Uh, even on the internet on social media i mean and did they they get a lot of support from the people like out of this community so that is really touching mm, that's that's good i mean if you if you try to compare kazakhstan directly with japan i mean i'm pretty positive about future of kazakhstan mm-hmm. because i mean uh i know in Japanese, we say heikinele is like, uh, like uh, I mean, it's median age, uh, every age. I don't know. For, I, I don't know. Kazakhstan uh, is overall speaking, it's a very young country. Mm-hmm. So, average age is also almost like uh, 28 or 30, something like that. Mm-hmm. But Japan is already 50 plus something like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. Japan is a very old age country. Mm-hmm. What I mean? So, yeah. again, Kazakhstan has a better future for, I'm not saying better future, but at least as not like worse than Japan. I would I believe this because I can see you have a pride uh, like in in Almaty every year, and then uh, there are activists. I'm I'm very much sure they're having a. It's not easy for them to have those activities or events, sure. But the force of young people that. Like and it's it's the young energy is there yeah. as long as there it's gonna be sooner or later. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty optimistic about for future Kazakhstan LGBT community and then uh, and and Kazakhstan country itself also also I think it's um very um my my best wishes <laughs> to Kazakhstan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also my best wishes for everything about this country. And you know, LGBTQ this community, I. I feel like it's uh surviving by the the young generation, uh, like you mentioned, this young energy, this young power. It's um undescribably how can I say it? powerful because uh I never uh I never participate uh any event of them expat this this year. This year, like uh, I guess they had the the march pr- parade or yeah something like that, and uh, uh 
I I was so happy to be a part of this event. So uh, I could witness. You know, you were there. Oh, amazing. How was your experience yeah. then? Yeah, I was there, and it it was. It was amazing, you know, it was amazing. I witnessed everything with my own eyes and I see how they eagerly want to uh, get their right to as a human being. And uh, I see the I see the power within themselves and Mm -hmm. I see the courage from them. I Mm -hmm. see the support to to each other in this community it was amazing it it was so beautiful and uh, i decided to participate in this such a event um yearly annually oh that's amazing yeah i mean i myself myself i've joined shanghai pride osaka and Mm -hmm. uk and Mm -hmm. i think it's oxford Mm -hmm. so all my experiences was really really good you know all this people but i think it probably in in kazakhstan i think atmosphere is a little bit difficult because you mm-hmm. sort of concerned if policemen will <laughs> catch you yeah or yeah but but the countries but, are different but people seem uh don't afraid of this police force they still like i, I get uh, i think they can just fight with this place like anytime yeah if they happen to come to arrest or somehow to stop this event so they can really fight for mm. themselves and for this community mm. i see so talking uh, back in the lgbt community in japan i mean uh, people are pretty tolerant to be lgbtq people mm-hmm. i would say and then we have a uh, like in osaka or tokyo we have nichome which is like a is is a gay street you know mm-hmm. so we have wow. main gay streets in japan so many gay bars lesbian bars and transgender bar blah blah many bars so you can walk safely there like hug or kiss your like uh your um i mean your lover and then mm. it's a pretty safe place and but well i mean people are okay with that so but uh, I, I believe in astana or almaty they probably have to sort of a bit of they did, yeah yes 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 they 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 have to hide themselves a little bit in in the public so we we also have those bars but yeah. you cannot easily like and obviously find one like um um yeah because it's really hidden and uh, if you try to wait yeah sorry um oh <laughs> i'm sorry you know it's it's my what was wrong? wrong with your neighbor <laughs> it's going to that jesus christ can you hear me now? No. What about now? Oh my god. No, okay. But oh, your okay. face is like freezing. No, it, no, it doesn't matter. It's all about my voice. 
Can you hear me clearly? Now I can hear hear clearly. Now it's getting way better. Okay. Now we can start from here. Let's start okay. from here. Okay. Okay. So uh, I mean, you can find those bars, uh, unless you ask someone who is in this community. They may somehow know these bars, but as as a as an outsider, let's see, you cannot easily uh, spot these bar on the street. So it's still mm, yeah. very conservative, and um, they need to kind of protect themselves in some ways. Yeah, and um, I know, as I you know. yeah, as you mentioned, uh, uh, there are so many bars uh, in Japan. Uh, I also it, it yeah. also reminded me about uh, like I guess one video from YouTube. Uh, there's a Japanese man. He's gay. But he fell in love with a British guy, and uh, he cannot. Uh, he cannot, and uh, he has no courage to uh, come out of this closet. Uh, he cannot open to his parents, and uh, he cannot even open to this Japanese culture. And as he as he said, uh, it is very. How to say it is very um, controversial. It is very controversial if you open up yourself in the public in Japan. That's so true. that's true, yeah. And it, it is very crucial for your life, yeah, both yeah, yeah. private and uh, your career life. So, so he said he really. Uh, wants to go back to UK and uh, oh, UK is the heaven for a gay come on how come he's comparing his country with Japan yeah I think it's unfair yeah so, yeah so he he just mentioned this and uh, I guess now I guess yeah I watched this video like uh, years ago so if you said there are a lot of like gay bars and lesbian bars and um, guess it's getting better Hope yeah. so. I mean, again, yeah. To be honest, if you really want to be your yourself, you really want to be your, I mean, being gay or lesbian. To be honest, I don't think Japan is a very good place to be here. I mean, sure, it's better to move yeah. to Europe. I mean, I yeah. always give this advice to my young, young, young people. You know, why not go to Belgium or I don't know, like uh, many other North North uh, American countries in Canada, America. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, Japan is still is a safe for you. It's not no one is coming to say you are this and that. No one is mm-hmm. humiliating mm-hmm. you. But it's not that well accepted, and then you don't feel really comfortable. And then, mm-hmm. so if you have a, I mean, your your condition. If you speak English well, you should. I mean, I still would encourage young people to move to European countries, which yeah. is which are already let, let's i mean sorry the, the legalized uh, the lgbtq marriage mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have also have a legal protection you know so but again to be honest like um yeah, yeah that that's 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 my that's my message yeah mm-hmm. yeah but let's just wish the best uh wish all the best to this community i mean it's it's like a minority my minority community so it need to be 
supported by any aspects by any people yeah and but i think in 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 nowadays context or modern context i would say that diversity is becoming a keyword or inclusion mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. society let's say without this uh without your diversity without your i mean this like uh, you cannot attract talents to your country already yeah absolutely if you become absolutely. you always you know you, you just become poor and poor and just outdated what's the mm-hmm. point right so again i believe uh, i mean japan is doing again that's as i have mentioned lgbtq still is a ongoing process but i think it will go will be smoothly approved but um mm-hmm. again if you don't be open, like, I mean, recently, I think Singapore or Malaysia, they're, uh, Malaysia is a little bit different probably, but mm-hmm. Singapore, or they, they're trying their best to absorb talents all over the world. You want to yeah. be a competitive country, like mm-hmm. in Kazakhstan, if you want to be a strong country, you have to be open-minded. You have to really, I mean, uh, be, 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 be confident enough to, yeah, confident enough to to know the reality, the reality of human nature. Like, as we LGBTQ community, as we always say, this is we are only one or two percent of the whole population. We mm-hmm. are normal person when we mm-hmm. love our tradition and we are kind. Some of even myself, I claim myself as Muslim. Let's say, for example. Mm-hmm. So there is nothing wrong. It's all about the misinterpretation. It's it's nothing good for the as as a, as a country level. So yeah, that's my my thing my 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 thoughts yeah yeah i i totally agree with you but it can be really tough for because like the countries like kazakhstan that they're like i guess uh here live live a lot of like basically most of the people are muslim and um lgbtq lgbtq community is uh literally uh or generally uh, actually against their belief let's see so they cannot they cannot really accept this concept because i remember i had several fights <laughs> several fights with like local very narrow-minded men they they just judged this uh community with their harsh words uh, and they don't deserve that so for countries like Kazakhstan it can be tough but it's improving it's getting better it's getting better by the young generation getting better but by the power of the young generation so they contributed really really much to this community Recent, I really appreciate. Recent, we have a like like a Dobsu's podcast, Kazakh grammar podcast, and yeah, you know, I don't know if you know them. I mean, they are really smart and like I, I really appreciate this young generation of your Kazakhstan people. Are, and then we have a feminist. I mean, what I know some like Ayurim. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really, really. I think she's very great leader <laughs> yeah I really and i mean i really appreciate these young people and then i think they are going to be the next force to change kazakhstan's future so 
again, I'm, I'm, I'm again very positive about Kazakhstan's future. And then, as you said, uh, how the, 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 the elder generation misunderstand LGBT community. I think it's again, we're lacking communication. For example, probably, probably this is going to be too deep top topic. So probably we, I, th- I don't think we're going to cover it in today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Probably if we have a chance, we can mm-hmm. talk probably in the next future, how, how, how LGBTQ and religion is not really that contradict to each other, mm-hmm. you know, so things. And then, you know, I think it's, in enough of this, it's for me. It's love matters. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love matters. Love always matters. Uh, yeah, and uh, regarding this communication to a better understanding, I guess we can uh elaborate it maybe in the next episode in the future, because I can be a little bit disagree with this. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love to have this debate with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I'm very, uh, I'm very glad that I can invite you to my podcast because you, 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 you are like a very smart and intelligent person from my point of view. No, 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 no! Don't, don't say that. Just uh, uh, I can tell. I can tell this from your books on your show <laughs> no 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 i'm, I'm just displaying like a, a no no a no furniture. come on just my fr- it I, they, they send the books two together so it was like i mean come on just thing. just accept it when people like compliment you because you are you deserve it well uh, I, i'm humbled to, okay okay thank you for i mean again i'm excited to say i mean it's uh it's it's just a hobby yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm so glad that we covered a lot and kind of deep deep conversation yeah from hometown to pol- policy to religion lgbtq yeah. i think i never i never topic. i never done this before never done this really before. this is literally my first time and i'm so happy i feel like myself become smarter you know absorbing a lot <laughs> no, of no. knowledge <laughs> yeah so actually um at the end of this uh, podcast the conversation i want you to give some maybe uh advice to us like the people who is getting to their 30s or the people who is just uh getting one more uh one more year old mm-hmm. like what is your advice for them i thought you, you were asking me to uh, in the end of a post uh, like a podcast to sing a song you know <laughs> i was so nervous <laughs> Next time, no? <laughs> idea. oh my goodness i know i i can play dombra next time but no i don't sing i don't sing songs well but for the talking about advice i mean i'm not this sort of a successful person to say to give advice but to be honest like uh, along with my personal experience i would say it's okay to make mistakes that would be my best message for for you really because you grow because of your mistakes you are bad experience you know so just 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 be yourself love yourself love people do mistakes yeah learn oh from my. your experience 
Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. I love so much. Yeah, because you know, sometimes we are afraid of making mistakes. We are afraid of uh, afraid of getting out of our comfort zone and uh, do not try do not try something new and uh, do not take risks and all of this could limit us you know all of all of this could limit us uh, to have a more interesting life I would say mm-hmm. yeah because you know sometimes I mean young people young generation they don't realize most of the problems actually are not from you it is a problem of the society you know yeah so Young I people tend to blame themselves, you know? so, but I, my message is don't blame yourself. Do the, do the mistakes and you know it's whose problem. If it's society's problem, why blame yourself? Yeah. If it's your problem, just learn from your experience to be a better person, better, be a better version of yourself. So it's the only key to keep forward, you know, You're just right. make mistakes. You're right. So the conclu- conclusion is like, uh, try your best to be yourself and blame the society. No, no I'm not saying. No, no, that's not. No, 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 you're, I'm not saying be blame society. Make the mistakes first, then you will know it's who's boss. Oh. I mean, it's not to blaming someone or society again. Yeah, no, I'm you, just joking. <laughs> okay, if, if you're joking, your 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 joke is correct. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess this is quite an end of the the the, the episode podcast. And thanks for being here and sharing your uh, thoughts, your ideas, and uh, your intelligence to me and to my audience. And I really, really hope I can invite you for next time to talk about even more interesting topics. I mean, again, I'm, I thank you so much for having me tonight, Rose, and I, I also appreciate your your intelligence too. To be honest, you are so a kind girl, and then yeah, hopefully we can talk in your next podcast. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, and um, hopefully I will see you in the coming episodes. Sure, hopefully, yeah. So probably you can say goodbye to your to you and to your audience. Yeah, and. Uh, Bye, everyone, and uh, I hope you can see this episode. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Take care.